listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Okay, ready? Ready. Okay. So, um, sometimes we will do a couple of the, at least these intros, uh, in a, in a little group and then Uh I'll send Zach off to research. Um, so I thought that this topic today would be your favorite. Maybe I'm wrong, but you'll see. So, uh, this one is the interstate highway system in the United States. Cool. My guess is you already know some, a bit about this. I don't know all I know is that it was, like, Dwight Eisenhower's big thing. Yeah. It, beyond that, like, I don't know much about it. I'll be very... That'll be fun to find yeah. out, like, how many miles, like, how long it took, how many people worked on it. I'm sure it's Yeah, see, that's the kind of insane. stuff I know you would get such a good yeah. out of. <laughs> it's true. Um, I remember I learned about it in AP U.S. history class, and, um, and, I, and even at that time when you're in high school and, like, not much is very interesting, I remember being really interested in it but we just kind of touched on it like that i knew it was eisenhower um but i don't really remember that much mm-hmm. so i will be interested to learn about this as well what is ap history they're like we'll teach them the stuff that these <laughs> other kids aren't ready for yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, what concepts do you have to grasp before you're allowed into ap history it's very true it was u.s history specifically wow. i didn't make it to i think there's also european history but I'm at a loss for European See, that history. at least sounds like, I don't know, there's so much more in European history. Like, American yeah, history, it's like they're saving the good stuff for the smartest kids. <laughs> yeah, it's really not fair. Yeah. Well, I didn't do any AP classes. I'm very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're fine. Thank this you. is your AP class. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're learning here. All right, so are you ready? I'm ready you, to learn are you about the about United that States highway system. Yeah, was for I sure. right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, I don't know if that's my favorite of this group because just because you picked such good topics, but I uh-huh. am, um, I am very excited to learn about it, and I think it'll be quite interesting. I mean, it is crazy, and I've said this to you probably no less than ten times. How mind blowing it is that you can walk out of any door any home any business in the entire united states and you can drive on roads to any other home or business in the entire united states obviously excluding uh hawaii but like that's insane alaska well no you probably can i mean i'm sure you can just drive straight on to but yeah wherever you want in alaska and you're right i we take that for granted that that's just something that exists but the truth is it wasn't something that existed, and it's not something that just naturally happens. Yeah. Um, and we have, as far as you and I know at this point, Dwight D. Eisenhower to thank for that. Shout out, Dwight. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So you ready? Yeah, I'm going to go learn about it. Okay. 30 minutes to learn about the United States Interstate Highway System. Woo! So how'd it go? It went great. I've got a bit of a um, I, I had a, a bit crush of a on Dwight D. Eisenhower. Big time. He is so <laughs> freaking cute. Um, so I started researching this topic, mm-hmm. and it morphed a little bit. So we'll start at the beginning. 
the United States numbered highway system was a fully integrated system of roads that were built and numbered so that they were you know, easy to navigate, easy to map, and then they were maintained by the states or local government. That was formed in 1926. Oh, wow. Yeah, 1926. And before it was this, you know, fully integrated system, it was mostly uh, informal, what they called auto trails. Mm-hmm. So these were roads, you know, ranging from the main roads going through a little town to like dirt trails. And okay. they were marked with uh, painted bands along the side of the road. So before we had this sophisticated system of highways, it was uh, informal auto trails. And they were signified with painted bands along the telephone poles. Oh, yeah, so literally, like, you know, you're driving along, and it's like, okay, follow the blue stripes on the pole. Oh, wow. Or, like, you're uh-huh. going to look for the, the green and white stripe on the pole. And, and what year was it? You said this is, like, the 1920s? 1920s is when they started the numbered highway system. So we're talking pre-1920s is when, before that, before 1926, it was oh, all auto bands. trails. Yes. There's hardly any cars then, right? Like I, I feel like think that's entirely true, no. I guess the Model T was around the 1900, right? I I I don't know. I should know when like the Model T really like hit like the consumer market, but I know by like 1910, 19 like 12, people had cars. Like yeah, people bought cars. They were like, small, a... smaller than now. Definitely. Um yeah, you've seen a Model T. I know. Um so they had these trails everywhere and they were like, "Okay, we got to do better than this." This isn't mm-hmm. cutting it anymore. There's got to be a better way. Right. And with more and more people, to your point, cars were, were still very new, mm-hmm. but it was getting to the point where more and more people had cars and it's like, okay, we need to formalize this. We need to like, you know, get it together a little bit. Not yeah. just like, we can't just keep expanding with these trails we have, you know, so let's get a real street system like up and running, a highway system even. Because mm-hmm. um, they had these these trails that were signified by the 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 paintings on the poles and some of them were official you know like the lincoln highway was painted on poles you know you follow like the red and white stripe highway the lincoln highway was the first cross-country road oh really yeah cool it went from Times square (gasps) to lincoln park in san francisco no way yeah you could drive across the entire country i've never heard of that yeah it's pretty nuts that's so cool so you had things as official as that, mm-hmm. and then you had, like, super unofficial ones, you know? Like, some dude would be like, okay, <laughs> follow, like, the purple G on the sign, and that's how you get to Jeff's house, you know? And it's like, <laughs> like, because there was no one controlling yeah. it, so people just did whatever they want. And then in 1925, <laughs> the Joint Board of Interstate Highways was recommended by the Association of State Highway Officials to formalize the system. And then that was approved by the Department of Agriculture in November 1925. Okay. And a year later, the system was finally approved and it was put into use. They started numbering all of the highways. And I mean, I don't really get why that makes it so much easier. I I mean, naming them is easy. Like naming them would make it yeah. easier to navigate. Yeah. It just so Number, you have, I mean, yeah. I guess if everybody's on the same page about it, numbering them would be 
an efficient way to go. I would assume so. Yeah, and it, I guess you have to. I have to remember that what they had then is a lot different than what we have now. So are you saying they didn't really build anything new? They just numbered what already was there? Yeah, I think it came with a lot of building, but it was also okay. largely numbering what was there. So the way they did it was north to south routes were odd numbers. With the lowest mm. number in the east, highest in the west. Okay. And those ended in one or five. Hmm. Cool. Got it. So like in north-south, let's say in the east, down in or, or in the east in Georgia, it would be, it would end in a one or a five. So it would be like, I don't know, highway 35, whatever. Mm-hmm. That was like a north-south route. And then your east-west ones were lower in the north these were sorry east west were even numbers mm-hmm. they would be lower in the north higher in the south so so as it went south it the, the numbers got higher yeah i mean it's uh, that information is more or less useless <laughs> i don't know why i'm bringing that don't up don't even exist anymore. yeah Okay, then, glad we took the time to I figure mean, it out some Perfect. of them still exist I'm, yeah some of them definitely still exist uh very few toll roads besides toll bridges and tunnels, which in those cases, they use the toll simply to pay for the construction of these mm-hmm. things. Um, but other than that, very few toll roads. And it kind of stumbled out of the gate. Like it, it wasn't really accepted when it first like Why? Oh, started to open up. People didn't like it. Poor designs. Yeah. I mean, people were... People were unhappy with the assignment of the route numbers, which I don't really get. Like, oh where people were just, like, pissed about being like, you put me on route nine? Like, <laughs> I hate the number nine. <laughs> people can get upset about almost anything, so, <laughs> so I probably. Don't, I don't understand why people were so adverse to that. <laughs> but um, there were some, like, weird things. Like, routes would split to service more areas. Mm-hmm. And this even exists now still. Like, there are still some of them like this that literally they've been trying to eliminate since 1934, and some of them still exist. What? Like what? Like, there's one in Virginia. I think it's Route 6. We're in Virginia. So this is a route that's going... I don't know if you'd classify it as north or south or east or west, because it's almost diagonal. Uh I looked it up on the map. And so it's Route 6, and then at a certain point, it forks off into two roads. Mm Mm-hmm. For a number of miles, and then meets back up into uh. six. And for that time, it's it's so it's six 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 six, and then it, where it splits off, it becomes six west and six east. They exist separately, and then they meet back up to make six. Yeah, where it's just confusing. Like, why would you name those both six? Yeah. Also, why would it split? Why would it split? I <laughs> yeah. mean, and it doesn't split that wide. It's not like it splits off and goes a hundred miles either direction. I mean, I looked at them on the map and. I didn't measure, but it's like these things look like they split off maybe like 10, 20 miles. Right. It's not a huge gap that it... And then they come back together. And then so they come back together. Pointless. So it's just confusing like to say, oh, it's right off of Highway 6 yeah. or like go oh, just past Highway 6. You know, so stuff like that where it was like, that was just kind of silly. Why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. So here's where the curveball comes in. Oh, wow. Curveball. Let's do it. You told me to learn about the interstate highway system. I did. Oh, wow. I feel like this is coming back at me. Everything that we've talked about until now has not been the interstate highway system. Okay. For the first, like, 10 minutes, I was researching the U.S. highway system. 
which is different than the interstate highway system. So okay. the U.S. highway system is everything we just talked about. Uh-huh. That uh, came about in 1926. Yes. There are 157,724 miles wow. of the U.S. numbered highway system. That's a lot. And again, that's everything. That's that's like – so Santa Monica Boulevard mm-hmm. is like Route 2. Yeah. But that's not a highway, you know? But it still but counts where... under the U.S. numbered highway system because it is a numbered... That's where that comes from. Yeah. Do you say route or route? I say route. Do I you think say route? If, I said route just now, but like later on, we're going to talk about something that's called route 30. And I would never say route 30. Mm. Yeah. I say route 9W. Yeah. I say route, I say route 28. Yeah, I don't know why you just said route. Me either. We'll cut it out later. Um. So, wait, where were we? We were about to pivot into the interstate highway system. Right, we're pivoting. So the interstate highway system. Mm-hmm. This was Dwight D. Eisenhower's baby. In fact, it was called the Dwight, not was, is still called to this day, the Dwight D. Eisenhower National System of Interstate and Defense Highways. Wow. That's a long and title. And defense. And defense, yeah. Whew. So this highway system consider, consists of 48,191 miles. The other one was more. Well, the other one is 157,000 miles. Yeah, you're right. So it's over... But this one, I bet, is more efficient. goes from point A to point B the way the crow flies more. So you get more places. Yes, all of the above. So so the difference about the interstate highway system Mm -hmm. is it is controlled access highways. Okay. Which means it has on-ramps and off-ramps. Designated on ramps and off ramps. Oh. You can't just get on and off anywhere. Like Santa Monica Boulevard. You can just turn right. onto that from any For, dang street. If you don't know about Santa Monica Boulevard, it's just a street. Yeah. There's nothing highway about it. It's okay. a street with lights every other block. It's it's like any commercial street in mm-hmm. America. But the interstate highway system are controlled access highways, and that's defined by a high rate of speed. It's free of signals. It's not actually free of signals. It just has to be signals very few and far between Mm -hmm. and uh, controlled access on and off. Cool. Yeah. That makes sense. So very different. Yes. And that's kind of – that's what you think of. Yeah. When I told you to look this up, I was thinking of – that's what I was thinking of for sure. Well, it's also what you said. You did say interstate (laughs) highway system. I just screwed up. So construction was authorized by the Federal Federal Aid Highway Act of 1956. That's when Mm -hmm. they first put this forward and started to construct the interstate highway system was 1956. It was completed in 1992. Whoa. That took a long time. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. When – yeah. I don't know. Or a when short I saw time. Com- well, <laughs> not a short time, but when I saw completed in 1992, my first thought was like, oh, like they called it complete? Because I would think yeah. that they're always re- – they're not rebuilding. Rebuilding I wouldn't count towards the construction time. But I would think that it's always being added to or yeah. augmented in a way where it's like, oh, we're changing this to this. And it's like, yeah, maybe that would reopen up like the – construction time because when you think about a building like a building's done and then it's done sure there's maintenance on it but it's like if they are going to you know 
add a whole nother wing on and blow out this side and remodel the whole thing. It's like, yeah, you might consider that like changing the building to the point where you would change its like construction date. So right. I was kind of surprised that they like put a cap on it. Not that it's anything official, but 1956 to 1992. So we're talking about 36 years to build 48,000 miles of highway, which it's, I, I mean, like we said earlier, it's mind blowing that this exists in the first place. So the fact yeah. that it was done in 36 years, I think is like, that's incredible. That's pretty good. $114 billion. Wow. Which in today's money is fi uh, $521 billion. Wow. But I mean, what's today's money? It took them 36 years <laughs> to do it. So like maybe that $114 billion, that must mean the total money spent from the start, like, like yeah. take the total money spent over the 36 years mm -hmm. in 1956, this would have been a $114 billion project. Yeah. Like I said, today's money over $500 billion. Uh, interesting. It's all owned by the states, the states that, that the highways are in, mm -hmm. you own those highways. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. You mean you th like... Maybe the federal government would have owned it or something? Yeah. Like, I don't think the states get any federal money to maintain mm. these highways. They're well, all the state's responsibilities. Yeah, really. They better own it. Mm -hmm. And they do because they must meet federal regulations of, oh. of the defined controlled access, which, you know, are the on ramps and off ramps. Mm -hmm. um, federal signage. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So it's all consistent. Yeah. And then also limited lights. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, before I said free of signals, but then it's defined as having limited lights. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. you think of driving on a highway, I can hardly think of any light. I mean, I guess every once in a while, maybe if the highway is like ending soon or something, there's a light, but there's really not. The only thing I can think of are tolls that you really slow down for. Ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. Like there are some highways that I can think of where it's kind of ending. There might be a traffic light. But then it picks up after that. But then I'm wondering if that's an interstate highway. Because right. not every highway is an interstate highway. True. So, uh, yeah. What really highways know. are the interstate highways? Uh, there are hundreds of them. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you look up a photo, or not a photo, rather a map of the interstate highway system, I mean, it's what you would think it looked like. It's yeah. this spider web across the entire United States. That's you know? so cool. It reaches every corner. Um so, I mean, what are some of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, Route 30. Where's that? Route 28. Route 50. <laughs> You're just <laughs> Interstate 80. listing ones in Pennsylvania. Well, you ask. <laughs> uh, and no, those aren't all in Pennsylvania. How dare you? Um, this, I thought, was really cool. Do you know why he cared so much about this? No. Why? He was influenced when he was a young man, an army officer, mm -hmm. and he traveled on the Lincoln Highway. That original cross-country road Way from Times back. Square, New York City, to Lincoln Park in San Francisco. He was like, gee, this is pretty, pretty – this is fun. That's probably this exactly how he said it. I want more of this. Gee, this is pretty fun. When I'm president, I want more of this. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was crazy. That is really cool though that he saw – the the value of it the benefit of being able to travel that kind of distance on one road oh my and gosh he yeah said, i'm president now let's make this happen not to mention think about the difference in the united states from 1919 when he was first inspired by this to when he's the president yeah. you know 40 years later for real 
it's like there was a real need for it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's what I think is um, really cool about thinking about the highway system at all is that we talk about how there weren't even hardly any cars in 1900 and then there are cars so there became a need for it. But even then, even when there are cars for a while, it wasn't like now where business is so spread out, families are so spread out, that probably... Um, came up with the building of the interstate highway system and influence, like, I can only imagine those two things, the spreading out of businesses and families and all those things um, kind of happened hand in hand with the increased infrastructure and the ability to spread out. You Definitely, know, like yeah. people spread out more, so we needed more infrastructure. Then there was more infrastructure, so people spread Continued out more. Continued to spread, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. And I think... That's like when you watch like the old Brady Bunch episodes or like they go to the Grand Canyon, you know, and I always think like when you growing up, it's like that's what everyone does. They drive to the Grand Canyon to take a road trip to the Grand Canyon. And that's like an old school thing. Mm -hmm. Like my parents didn't do that, but I picture that's what everybody in the 60s did was take a road trip to the Grand Canyon. And I think largely in part was because that was the first time that it was like dang, look, I got a map that goes straight to the Grand Canyon. Like, you straight up, you could get there before, but it was not a direct shot. It was not easy. One road. It was, yeah, it was a bumpy road, and you didn't know the way, and you had to cut north through, like, the northern part through, you know, if you're going from New York, you probably had to go some, like, roundabout way. Like, you didn't get to take that straight line where this really opened up America. And, of course, like you said, going hand-in-hand with cars being more ubiquitous and and cars being built better and being able to run further and all of these things it's like it it opened up the country Mm -hmm. in a way that it wasn't open before you always had train travel but it's like that took weeks to get across the country like you didn't there was commercial flight but not the way it's available now you know you didn't take a commercial very very few people took a commercial flight to take their family on a vacation within the united states like i don't know if that happened back then you know yeah that's so crazy um so this highway system was really, really essential to the opening up of, of the country. That's which is really, really cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so Lincoln Highway, it still exists, but now it's mostly like the 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 interstates that I was mentioning earlier kind of comprise what is now the Lincoln Highway. It's like US Route 30 and Interstate 80 and Route 50. And that's kind of traveling uh, east to west across the country. But now most people, if you're going from, say, New York, like New York to San Francisco, you're taking 80. Mm-hmm. That's a straight shot between yeah. those two. But if you're traveling west, or, you know, east or west across the United States, like more or less in the middle of the country, that's 80s, 80. that's, that's like, yeah. Just like if you're in the southern part of the country, it's the 10. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Um, so the speeds vary. For a long time, the speed limit was 55. That was... Pretty standard. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. But not that fast. No, it's not. But cars improve. And oh, is that why the speed limit was was that low? Because the cars weren't... I don't know. But I would imagine that that's a lot to do with it. Is you mm-hmm. know, in 1956, a car going 55 miles an hour is probably a little you know, haphazard, bumpy, like okay. just different than a car in 1980 going 55 miles an hour. Whereas now 
the speed ranges anywhere from 50 to 80 miles mm. an hour. Uh, something that's pretty cool is, because uh, remember, it's called the National System of Interstate and Defense. Highways. Yeah, that defense. Yeah, that defense. That defense. There's an urban legend, and I've thought this since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. uh, that one out of every five miles of the interstate system had to be straight and flat so that a plane could land on it in case of an emergency. Oh, really? Which I always thought was logical. I'm like, yeah, that's that yeah. that makes sense. That doesn't sound like a a legend to me or like a conspiracy. That's like yeah, yeah it's pretty practical. You yeah, know, it's not that, that hard may- to do. One out of every 5 miles is like a kind of a runway. Mhm. Um apparently that's not true though. Okay. It's I mean, it's just a legend and there's no proof of it and I've if it is built into that. the design, it's not like a big deal. It's not some secret. It's, you know, by the same token, not like worth mentioning because it's just like, yeah, maybe they did that because it's convenient. And- so in other words, we still don't know why it's called the defense <laughs> system. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I've also heard people say like it's built that way um, and it's they're, they're usually raised above street level mm-hmm. um, so that you can like transport military vehicles on them without disrupting public life. And, like, I mean, think about it. There's never been a war fought in the U.S., mm-hmm. If there were a war fought in the U.S., it's pretty convenient to have a highway system where they can transport all these vehicles without, you know, going through the center of a little town. Yeah, I guess so. Without without disrupting everyday life. I mean, like, you could have a thousand tanks rolling across the highway, and that's not going to impede you going from your home to the supermarket, to to the bank, to, you know probably work like a lot of people of course travel on highways to get to work but i'm yeah. just saying you can stay off of highways and and do that so it, it, it does give a defense program roadways yeah i you guess know? so everyone else can function without them and it would suck and it would be very trafficy. but yeah um but i think that's kind of that's obviously never been tested mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's really what it was built for but i've heard that said before mm-hmm. there's also something called contraflow Mm-hmm. Contraflow is where they would reverse the flow of traffic in an emergency. Okay. And they've done this yeah, several times. Like one side. They they make the whole highway go in one Exactly. Direction. The yeah. whole highway, both sides of the highway, all, you know, whatever it is, say it's five lanes on both sides, all ten lanes are going north. Mm-hmm. And they do this like the, the, where you really see this is in hurricanes. Yeah. When everybody's trying to evacuate an area. Mm-hmm. And they'll flip the flow of traffic on one side of the highway so that it's all going in the same direction so you can get people out faster. And and you couldn't do that on a regular street, no, I guess. No, you never could. Yeah. It's been um, executed with varying degrees of success. Mm. <laughs> there are some examples where it hasn't worked super well. But to their credit, um, I don't know the who is in this story, but uh, to their credit... Um, they, they seem to have learned from those mistakes and in more recent events where they've had to, to do that because it's very rare, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's new for everybody when something like that is happening. Um, they've been a lot more successful and and been a lot more helpful in getting people out of the evacuation zones, which is great. Yeah. Big fan of Contraflow. <laughs> yeah. Love Contraflow. <laughs> um, so Alaska and Hawaii and Puerto Rico, they are included in the oh, interstate yeah? highway system. Yeah. Even uh-huh. though you can't drive from 
either of those places to any other state, it's still mm-hmm. called the interstate highway system because, you know, obviously the only one that you can get through through land is uh, is Alaska. It's Puerto, Puerto Rico and Island. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never been there. Um, so, yeah, you can't drive <laughs> there, you know, even through <laughs> Mexico or anything. Um, Alaska has about a thousand miles of interstate highway. Cool. Not that much, though. If you think about how yeah, big Alaska is. Yeah, Alaska is huge. Yeah. There's a lot of forest. I, I think. looked at a map of it. It's it's essentially like one circle, you know. So picture oh, a thousand uh-huh. mile circle, but yeah, like you said, Alaska is huge. A thousand mile circle doesn't cover yeah. much land in Alaska. So it's like in the bottom right corner of Alaska. Oh, There's wow. this like circle that you know oh. takes up maybe like a like a quarter of the state, if that. Like the rest of it is just like little roads. Um, cool. Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. it's two hundred and fifty miles. All right. Of the United States interstate highway system. Pretty cool. How many miles do you think Hawaii has? I have no idea. If you had to guess. Um, somewhere between 250 and 1,000? You're dead wrong. How many? Hawaii has 27 miles. Whoa! That's of pointless. interstate highway system. It's called Highway H1, and it is the longest highway system in the state, and it's 27 Aww. miles. Aww. <laughs> I'm so proud of them. Uh, Some more quick facts. The 405, Mm -hmm. which we are familiar with in Los Angeles, that sees 380,000 cars a day. Oh, no wonder it sucks so bad. 383,000. That's the highest traffic of any interstate in the whole United States. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a lot. That's a ton. Wow. The shortest interstate. Mm Mm-hmm. The highway in the entire United States is in Laredo, Texas. Mm-hmm. It is Highway I-69W. Do you have any idea how long I-69W is? Well, is it shorter than 27 miles? Significantly. Really? Yeah. How long is it? It's 1.69 miles. What? Now that one you really should walk. <laughs> yeah, that is. Get a damn bike. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cool. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, it really is cool. I always think that highways are um, crazy to look at on maps from above. All those on ramps and off ramps, making yes, clover like the cloverleaf things. things. Yeah. yeah, those are a really big deal. I didn't like look into those at all, but I've heard bits and pieces about them, and I think th- those are like a very um, big achievement in yeah. traffic flow. I can imagine. I mean, it's very impressive to me. Um, I forget just... where the first one was. I just heard this recently. Oh, really? Yeah. There's something significant about the first one, either where it is or who designed it or something like that, but I don't know. It's a really smart idea to get us all, like, up there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, I'm glad that it exists so we can go places. Me too. Let's drive anywhere we want. Yeah, let's do it. Let's hop in the car. Okay. Okay. Beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.